You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thank you, Vanessa. This time next week, we'll be back into the roundup. So Matty John's joining me for the first two hours, nine till 11 on a Monday morning, eight till 10 for our Queensland listeners. But Matty's on the phone right now because you're nice and busy. Morning, Matthew. What are you up to this morning? Matty, how are you, mate? We're, uh, well, out at Homebush. It's it's that time of the year. What have we got? Uh, two weeks for the season starts. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're interviewing a lot of the sides. Did a few yesterday. Uh, and doing about eight or nine of them today. Ooh. And so, you know, it's this time of the year, um, they're all in a pretty good mood because they're all, all on equal points. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, yeah, but no, they, they were good. You know, yesterday we did the Broncos boys, the Knights, um, uh, a couple of other sides. They all look pretty relaxed, mate. They're all, they're all, in, a, yeah, they're all in a good mood, all ready to go. It'd be good, mate, wouldn't it, um, because this goes across all sports, but it'd be good if you could sit down the same players that you're speaking to at the moment in 26 mm. or 27 weeks and ask them the same questions and see what the answers are. Because you're right, at the moment, there's no dramas. Nobody's fighting with anyone. There aren't any blues. They haven't lost. There's no problems. However, yeah. things turn around, don't they? Well, I do. And, and, you know, even the coaches at this time of the year, you'll bump them. They'll be relaxed. How you going to go? Yeah, well, I think we're going to have a good season with prepared well everyone's you know they everyone believes they're prepared well uh, and then all of a sudden you know you, you get some teams who get off to a good start they've won three in a row others that have dropped three in a row and you know that that's i mean it's really interesting i mean Bron- broncos are a perfect example you know, i was watching the broncos play the other night they've got now they've got an outstanding pack of forwards their back line i mean you know what's watching some of the stuff selwyn cobo has been doing mm. is just now, I talked to Adam Reynolds yesterday, you know, and he's played a lot of football with GI. And I said, I said, you know, this kid's got the potential to be better than Greg. And he was like, yeah, yes, I know. Um, so the Broncos, I mean, the Broncos have got the talent to force their way into a top four spot. My, my, I, I find it hard to trust the Broncos at this time of the year. I'll trust them a lot more when they've dropped two or three in a row and they get out of that hole. Mm. Because what's happened the previous few years is they play some great football, the things are going great, and all of a sudden they drop a couple and literally they just capitulate. Um, so, there's, yeah, they've got a lot going for them. The, the side that we haven't interviewed, but a couple of sides really impressed me over the course of the weekend. Of course, the Tigers were very, very good. The Sharks... Are my smoky. Everything I, I watched them play against Newcastle closely, yep. and their style of football, the way they went about their work is works exactly for the modern game. They, they were they, everything they did was so deliberate. And on the weekend, they played the Bulldogs, who the Bulldogs turned up yesterday, and they were they were up for it emotionally. They were enthusiastic, and I was thinking, wow, here we go. Uh, Viliami Kickhouse scores first of all, but the Sharks just absorbed that enthusiasm and emotion and then counterpunched and just won the game easily. It was 
really, really impressive. And of course, Manly, Matty. Your, yeah. I mean, your your team. It was. Um, I looked at the two teams on paper, right? And you know, the Roosters picked a very strong side. Manly rests a lot of their stars, and they had a young team. And I'm thinking to myself, because you know, I've got a vested interest there with Cooper. And I'm thinking, oh God, you know, I hope this doesn't get too ugly. And it just blew me away. It blew me away. Some of the, the some of the young guys at, at Manly, some of those young outside backs, Ola Kawatu in the back row, they were just, man, they, they were so mighty. That was that was a great performance. You've seen enough teams to know what's a happy squad and what's not. And let's face it, Manly wasn't a happy place at the back end of last year. They weren't alone, but it wasn't a happy joint for a whole number of reasons. Whatever's happening yep. under Anthony Seabold, Shane Flanagan and Jimmy Dimmick under there seems to have got them in a good place. So how much weight do you put into what you saw, not just on the field, but what you saw from the unit? I watched him, Matty, on their reactions to certain plays when they got a penalty go their way and your young bloke was in the thick of it and they made sure that everybody came around, high five, did all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's second nature to teams like Penrith that have grown up playing with each other. So how much yeah. do you see in the culture of the place? Oh, you, you you just see it like um, you recognise that you've been there before. You've been in sides that are just that are flying and they want to be around each other. And uh, then you and I've been in sides where things are tough and there's the blame game going on and all that sort of stuff. But uh, but yeah, mate, they, they Maddie, they looked uh, they looked uh, they, they looked really really good. I, you know, like. You mentioned it before the uh, the coaching team that uh, they've assembled has been. Is, one second, mate. It's got Munster and some of these blokes here. in there, boys. Yeah, that, mate. I thought you were supposed to be sober in there. Okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> Just. <laughs> um, but the the um, yeah the coaching team has been perfect, right? So they've got Anthony Seabold there. And the criticism with Anthony Seabold at, um, at, uh, at Brisbane was that, you know, he was too technical. He was, you know, you know the players were confused and like that, you know. And he, there's no doubt you can see that he's learned from that. But also they've put Shane Flanagan alongside him. Mm. And Flano is very pragmatic. Flano keeps, you know, like yesterday I heard a piece of commentary with Flano. And he said, well, the year we won the competition, he said, I would send my boys out there some weeks with a whole focus on defence because I knew if we, if, we, if, we, if we miss less than 20 tackles, we definitely win. Uh, and that's... So I can see that perfect mix between the science and just knowing what it takes, being very pragmatic, very straightforward, and saying, right, boys, this is what we've got to do, and geodemic. Jimmy Dimmick is just a player's man. Yeah. I, I played alongside Jimmy, been away in a World Cup with him. Jimmy's just a great guy, and players love him. So, they, look, Manly have assembled a very, very good team and a very balanced uh, coaching, coaching team. What did you make of the bonus point system? Because, it, like, Dale Finucane's come out and said, I didn't really know what was going on. Craig Fitzgibbon actually made a very good point. I mean... Focusing on offloads, does that make the game more entertaining than a good pass? So, I mean, you, they threw something at him. I'm not going to be critical of the NRL for having a crack, yeah. but it was all a little bit over the place. I I don't mind. I, I like the fact that they've gone out, Matty, and they've just used this during the preseason to jazz it up a little bit. I, I love the fact they've put prize money up. I would actually, you know, for sides to even put 
Dad put more emphasis on the pre-season Tice um, and put even stronger sides in. I'd be saying that you get 100,000 cash and you get 100,000 off the cap as well. You'd be surprised then suddenly how yeah. much strength, you know, not as many stars would be missing. Look, look, this is the great thing about trials and, you know, you get the ability, you know, you can experiment. It became like it became, it became a bit farcical at times because watching the Sharks yesterday, there were young like sort of grabbing hold of the opponents and just trying to flick it out the back to get those extra offloads. Yeah. But, you know, like, no, no harm in that. There's not two points up for grabs. So it was, I, I, I was, it was quite funny because I'm sitting on the couch with a young bloke yesterday and he's going, oh, no, oh, no, they've got to get six more offloads. And they turn the ball over and he goes to the ball, but just hold it, kick it into touch. So, yeah, it provided a bit of entertainment. I reckon that wait, they wait, could. And, then, and I'll say on top of this, Matty, yeah. and then amongst the players, <laughs> as full time hit all around the players that they were texting each other going, where's that hundred thousand dollars? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I made believe me. I know that question was asked straight away. Where who gets the hundred and how much do we get of it? That's the that's the one. And these are blokes yeah. that are earning a million bucks a year. That they you know you can't take the cash yeah. out of the footballer. Just well, I, I reckon yeah. you could do something, mate. Further to that, if you're going to do that. You could do something like build it into an app. So when you're sitting at home, for instance, you can count it down as you go because if you can get, if you can trial it like that and it half works and then you can get the fan invested on the on the lounge, yeah. then it's probably a yeah. bit of a win. Matty, look, trial, trial games, look, we started with the, the sevens years ago. It was all about the fans. It was fantastic. They loved it. We moved to the nines, the same. We got the all-stars. Uh, and anything you can do in the trial. Look, you know, trials are about just blowing out the cobwebs, and 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 I think it's trials are as important to the players as they are for the coaches, and the Tigers are the best example of that. Like, the Tigers were diabolical against the Warriors, but you just knew that it gave food for thought to Tim Sheens, and Sheens is a, is a genius at recognising um, what he needs to do with the football side, and putting a style and, and, and putting in place a style which suits that side, and you know that, that that was the importance of a trial game. You know, if the Tigers don't trial, suddenly that perform that that first trial performance is round one, right? And it, so it's an it is a necessary evil. You, you risk injury, but it, it's so important. And they really, I was really impressed by the Tigers because they looked like a Tim Sheen's coach side is the fact and the bloke I highlight is David Clemmer, right? Clem did more passing yesterday and did more sleight of hand than I've ever seen in his career. Catching the ball, dropping blokes on the inside of him, dumbing the bloke on the inside, feeding Adam Dewey, then other times doing his bread and butter, just bending the line back. So they look like very much like a Tim Sheen's coach side yesterday. It just shows, Matty, is that most sides are going to improve. Right. It, that you know, but I but I do lock in, barring a, a catastrophe or uh, injury, I do lock in about six sides that'll be there. Yeah. So I tell you, there's going to be there's going to be some hot competition for those last two spots. Yeah, I, I reckon we got a few questions out of the trials, which is good we, because we don't know the answers, and that's kind of what you want. No, I'm with you now. I'm starting to think. Geez, what does my top eight look like? Even though they're trials, but yeah. but what does it look like? Because some of those teams have got you thinking. Just a final question for you, because you got a bolt. You mentioned the word importance of, of trial matches. What about the importance that was attached to St Helens winning that World Club Challenge and their reaction to beating Penrith? 
It, I, I just thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was fantastic for the game. I thought it was so good because it, um, like the English game, um, it, it needed that result. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. Like you know, there's been there's a lot of criticism. You know, of Gus saying you know, like, you know, they'll be lapped at half time. Yeah, that's probably that, that's too far. But did I give St Helens a chance? No, I didn't. I, particularly going out and playing Penrith at Penrith. But they just dug in. Uh, they were great. I think what helped them a little bit was that cyclone that basically hit just before the start of the game. You know, it was very English conditions. But they, they, were, they were terrific. They were great. And, you know, as is the, na- the nature of the NRL, there would have been a lot of clubs and scouts having a look at that St. Helens team. Jack Wellsby will be the one. Yeah. They're the one they go after, the young fullback. Wormsley, the front rower, is, you know, he is... He's in the top front rowers and top five front rowers in the game. I know Melbourne had a big play at him a few years ago, but he's a he's a he's a, a Lancashire lad at heart. He didn't want to leave there, He'll stay there. But I reckon there'll be one or two clubs that'll have another crack at him. But mate, good on St Helens. It was uh, they, they were fantastic, and the scenes after the game, you know, they're they're, they're travelling fans, everything. It was it was really really good to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Good on you, mate. Uh, I'll speak to you Matty, next week. We'll do the roundup next Monday morning. Matty, I apologise not being there. I'll be there next week, pal. See you then. Matthew Johns joining us uh, out there for Fox Sports, interviewing players left, right and centre. So the roundup coming your way with uh, Matty next Monday morning. So what did you take in from all that? I mean, Jack Wellsby is an out-and-out star. Have you got a club for him? Could you think of a club that would be the good fit right now? for somebody like Wellsby. And are you happy? Here's one for you that's just, I I posed this last week or the week before. The World Club Challenge is fantastic. Should it be standalone? Did it get a little bit lost in the preseason challenge? Are you okay with that? Because I think the results certainly helped and the way that it finished, no doubt helped. But the World Club Challenge kind of got in the mix of the preseason challenge where the charity shield was living as well and the hundred grand and the bonus points and all that kind of stuff. We, we got a lot out of the last couple of weeks, no doubt about it. And it certainly wasn't boring and it did pose a lot of those questions about our top eight. And that's what we want. We want it. We want the unknown heading into the season, but the world club challenge, should it be a standout? Should it start? Um, the preseason, how do we make it fit? Is there a way that you can make it better? 0457 736 736. I've got to say this text uh, message machine is going into meltdown about Australia v India. Give me your thoughts on the plan that just, uh, well, it spectacularly back uh, backflipped on Australia, didn't it? It just did not work to try and sweep their way to victory. They swept their way to trouble. Back after this.